Good morning, everyone. I hope you all feel blessed this morning. Every day with Jesus is a wonderful day. I recommend not having any days without him. And the only way you could have a day without Jesus is if you haven't been born again. So today's a day for you. Thank you, Jesus. I heard a, a minister, I don't know, maybe it was a month ago, he said a friend of his was in the hospital, was in a coma for three days, and the church, and they all praying for him. And when he came out of the coma, all he could say was, Jesus did it all. For days and days, that's all he could tell anybody. Jesus did it all. He had to visit the glory. And I hope uh, before the end of the service that you'll be able to say the same thing. Jesus has done it all. Hallelujah. He is everything. You know what? Lord, yes. There's several of you right now that you're asking for a breakthrough. Some of you have been asking it for years. The Lord is telling you right now that if you'll get alone with him and if you'll begin to worship him with abandon, forget about your troubles and begin to worship him for who he is, the Spirit of the Lord is going to enter into that room and give you the breakthrough that you've been asking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember a few months back, I was... I could feel the flu trying to come on me. And I said, Lord, what should I do? And he said, well, who are you? Are you the sick trying to get better? Are you the well that Satan's trying to make sick? Now, you might think, that's just a play with words. No, but that means everything. Who are you today? Who are you in Christ? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a loser and you're praying for God to make you a winner? Or do you see yourself as a winner and Satan's trying to steal your victory? If you believe you're the healthy and Satan's trying to make you sick and steal your health from you, you will get well. You've got to operate from the high ground, from the place of victory. I don't care what's coming your way. And the Lord told me, he said, sit down and begin to worship me. And so I, I put on a couple of DVDs I really like. And, and it wasn't, this, by the time the second song was done, I was totally healed. Hallelujah. God seeks them to worship him that will worship him in spirit and truth. I'm so thankful for the Lord. It's been a wonderful journey I've been on. My wonderful wife, Rhonda. I get emotional talking about my wife. We'll be married 41 years this coming Saturday. And it's all about the Lord. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that he's going to present us faultless before the Father. And if you'll receive it, it's already done. And if you're having troubles in your marriage at all, just look over and tell your spouse, 
I find no fault in you. Why don't you do that right now? Look over at your spouse, wherever he or she is, and tell them, I don't find any fault in you. Hallelujah. Don't you feel the break right there in the spirit? Hallelujah. I've got the most wonderful marriage this side of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. So that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit today, about Jesus. I don't know anything else to preach about. He's all I know. Paul said, I don't know anything but Jesus and him crucified. You know, towards the end of his ministry, you can read it in Acts 20, 24, I think. You know, he said, I'm preaching the gospel of the grace of God. And that's Jesus. He said, I've not failed to do it. That's the ministry that God has given me. Praise the Lord. And I feel the same thing today. I'm not a hellfire and brimstone preacher. You know, there is a hell, there is fire. That's truth. But that's not good news. The good news is you don't have to go to hell. You never have to feel the flames. Thank you, Jesus. All our judgment was put on him at the cross. Every sin you've ever committed or will commit was all upon him. He came to set us free. He came to deliver us, to give us a life to the full, abundance of life, a glorious life. You never have to be depressed once you meet him. Hallelujah. Let's put on the, the first one up there. I, I, if there's any misspellings, it's uh, definitely me. <laughs> and I didn't know what font to use, so hopefully you can read this with me. You know, Jesus came to bring the love from heaven to earth so that we could have eternal life. And I hope you'll receive it today. His amazing love never fails. I know you're probably going through a few things today, but his love never fails. It might look like Satan's got the victory, but uh uh-uh. God's love never fails. It probably looked like that on the cross to the disciples. There he was, the son of love on the cross. They probably thought, what's going on? Why is he doing this? They probably thought God's love was going to fail them. But sometimes it's not what you see with your natural eyes. Don't think about the circumstances. Whatever the enemy's fighting you, God's love will never fail. Say it with me. God's love will never fail. Come on, say it again. God's love will never fail. Tell me where it's failed. Show me a place. There's no way. God's love never fails. You said, but I tried it. No, you didn't. God's love never fails. You might have tried in your own ability, but God's love never fails. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God but that he loved us. Sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Man, God loves us. 
I said, he loves us. Well, if you'll let that love touch your heart today, you'll never be the same. You'll never look at anything and be the same. Hallelujah. Your prayer life will take a radical change. Because prayer will be a fellowship with love. Oh, hallelujah. Let's read another scripture. 1 John 4, 15 and 19. I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Didn't say as he was, as he is. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear is torment. He that fears does not make perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You know, in, in the book of Revelation, it says, return back to your first love. And we always put ourselves there and think it's talking about us. But it's not. It's talking about his love for us. That's your first love. And through the things of this life, Satan doesn't want us to know God loves us. Yeah, but you don't know what I did last week. God loves you. Yeah, but I, got, I lost my temper. It's all right. God loves you, man. I've been divorced. God loves you. I've had an abortion. God loves you. Hallelujah. I don't know what you did before you got born again. Maybe you robbed banks. He still loves you. There's nothing you can ever do to get God to love you more than he does right now. Nothing. nothing. You can't be good enough to make him love you more. You can't be bad enough to make him love you less. His love doesn't change. God is love and God doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can live your life just in that one scripture. Hallelujah. What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to give you some good news. God loves you. Think about it. Dwell upon it. Think about it all day long. When you come up on a hardship on your job, think about God loves me. Because he loves me, he's imparting his wisdom to me. He's imparting his grace to me. I know what to do because his love is in me. Hallelujah. I remember I was out at the, a 3M plant out in Hutchison uh, about a week and a half ago. I'd been up almost 20 hours struggling. I'm on a machine that's a couple thousand dollars an hour. I've already chalked up about a hundred grand. I still haven't found the problem. I didn't know what to do. You know, the other people there, I was the senior person on the, on the job, and they're looking, well, what do we do next? Uh, give me a minute. So I went and found a quiet space. And I thought, okay. I started talking to myself first. God loves me. He's got everything I need. He's got all the wisdom, creativity that, that I need. And I started reaching out in the spirit. That's why you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit, man. He'll begin to speak to you inside. He said, I need a job. He'll tell you where to go. He'll tell you who to see. Well, I need to be more creative. Well, there you go. The creator is in you. You can't get more creative. 
And all of a sudden, the Lord told me, he said, well, you need to go do this and this and this, and everything's going to be all right. I went in there. Here's what we're going to do, boys. Within 10 minutes, the problem was solved, and off we're going. He's done that so many times to me. He's just amazing. Is God still amazing to you? Is he still amazing in your walk? If he's not, start basking in his love for you. Hallelujah. Have you known and believed the love? Do you believe it? Have you sinned and said, oh, no, I did it again. Okay, I got to do penance. Let me think. I got to feel bad. I'll go read the Bible for three hours and pray a couple of hours and everything will be okay. No, that's not God's love. God's love is knowing it's not us, it's him. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to do penance. Jesus did it all at the cross. He forgave us of every sin we've ever done, every sin we'll ever do. That's hard for the carnal mind to grasp that. The carnal mind is enmity with God. It can't understand God. The carnal mind is death. I didn't say that, the word did. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So it's hard for people to comprehend, how can God forgive me of sins I've never done yet? All the future. Well, you better hope it is, because every sin you've ever done is in the future from the cross. All your sins was from the future. God knew everything you were going to do from the beginning of time. Jesus knew it. And because of his great love for you, he went to the cross and became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What an exchange happened. Jesus took everything we deserve and gave us everything that he deserves. Think about that. What manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that he considers us his sons and daughters? Hallelujah. God looks at you with amazement. He's so happy that you have received his son into your life. He's not mad at you. He's not angry at you when you fail. Hallelujah. Because it's all been taken care of. Yeah, but I deserve judgment. Yes, you do. But Jesus took your judgment. I said, Jesus took your judgment. Hallelujah. Do you believe the love? John 17, 22 through 23. Jesus is praying to the Father. The upper room. And he said, the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one even as we are one. I and them and you and me. That they may be made perfect in one. That the world may know that you have sent me. And have loved them as you have loved me. Wow. I remember a few years back, I was praying and I, I didn't know what to pray, so I was just praying in the spirit for a while. And then all of a sudden, I just released into English. And I found myself praying and asking God to reveal to me what the cross means. How powerful the blood is. To reveal to me his son Jesus. And it seemed like since then, every time I read the Bible, I see Jesus all over the place. Every type, every shadow. I, I was reading the other day about the, the guy that was putting the fleece down. And how, he said, Lord, if you really want me to do this, let there be dew in the morning on the fleece, but not on the ground around it. And it was so. 
And he said, well, I really got to know. So the next night he put the fleece down. He said, God, if you're really speaking to me, let everything around the fleece be wet and the fleece be dry. And I, it just the Holy Ghost said, there's Jesus. I said, what? Well, the Bible says his favor is like the dew in the morning. So here came Jesus, and the favor was upon him. The dew was upon him. Then at the cross, everything changed. And Jesus became dry as we received the favor of God. What an example of God's wondrous grace. He did it all for us. Hallelujah. You are so blessed. I wrote this confession down that I, I confess every morning. I have it taped on the mirror in my uh, bathroom. And I confess, God loves me. I am his beloved. I am the apple of his eye. Everything I touch and do is blessed. His wisdom, favor, and provision flow mightily through me and to me. I'd like us to make that confession this morning. Would you do that with me? Would you repeat this with me? God loves me. I am his beloved. I am the apple of his eye. Everything I touch and do is blessed. His wisdom, favor, and provision flow mightily through me and to me. Amen. Glory to God. Boy, that sounds wonderful. You know, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. He said, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Have you turned that corner? Are you now living by Jesus, in and through him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is finished. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hallelujah. Well, what's that mean? I prayed about that, and the Lord said, people are scared of death because they really don't believe all their sins have been forgiven. People are spending their life searching for sins in their life. It's about a year and a half ago. I remember I came into church one morning, and I was praying, and the church was almost filled, and I, I felt this kind of heaviness. And I said, Lord, what's wrong? And he said, my people are frustrated. And I said, why? He said, they're searching for something they can't find. You ever been searching for something? You just get frustrated? You've turned the house upside down, inside out? You can't find it? And I said, well, Lord, what are they searching for? He said, they're searching for the sins. They're gone. I've erased them. It can be frustrating. People go, well, I've got to find everything. I've got to confess it. You know, there's only one scripture in the Bible that says confess your sins in 1 John. And that's when you get born again. Every place else it says, believe. It said, call on the name of Jesus, washing away your sins. 
Where did we get it in our head that we got to keep some book of remembrance of every sin so before we go to bed at night, we got to make sure we get it all under the blood? Everybody, a sin conscious. That's all they talk about is sin. The more you talk about it, the more you're going to do it. You are what you eat. People bite and devour one another because if they can't find sin in their own life, they've got to find it in somebody else's life so they feel good. Whoa, boy, that went good. <laughs> oh, I know I'm good. I don't have any eyeliner on, but she does, so good. I'm good. I'm better. All right, I'm in. Whoa. Don't go there, Tom. All right, all right. People are looking for their sins. Their sin conscience. So how, why does that happen? I mean, we do such a good job at it, the devil leaves us alone. He doesn't have to accuse you. Do yourself all the time. People live all the day long. All they're concerned about. I've got to be careful. Man, I don't want to say that word. Man, I, I'm around people cussing all day long at work. Just, you know, am I worried about cussing? No. I had a guy that the other day said, just let it out, Tom. It's okay. Go ahead and cuss. I said, I can't let out what's not in there. <laughs> they just give me a double take. What? <laughs> Are you sin conscious today? Is that what you're worried about? Does it bring fear in your life? Do you think the kind of God we have is trying to seek out your sins? What was the Holy Ghost given for? To take what is Jesus and show it unto you. The Holy Ghost is given not to reveal your sin. It's there to reveal the righteousness of God that we are in Christ. The Holy Ghost is our comforter. Sent to bring healing to our spirits. To our minds. Hallelujah. What are you trying to say? Forget them. Forget the sin. Focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. If you'll behold him, your whole life will change. From glory to glory, he'll change your life. You trying to say you're sinless? No. The grace of God doesn't take away, what's the right way to word this? It takes the want to away. It takes the desire from sin away. People try to overcome sin in their self. And they try, the other day, I, was, I, got, I don't forget what I got mad at. And I felt condemned. And I knew that's wrong. Anytime you feel condemned from preaching or reading, that's not God. There is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Zero. Nada. That's not the voice of God. And I felt condemned. And I cried out to the Lord, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? And he said, well, you're trusting in yourself. Anytime you feel condemned, you're trusting in your own goodness, your own self. Don't do that. Trust in Jesus. Trust in what he has done for you. Now, some of you say, well, I've heard this before. That's good. Let's hear it again. We need to hear it over and over and over. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. Thank you, Jesus. Do you believe his love? 
I'm going to read what I had written last or yesterday. People are afraid of death because they don't believe that their sins are completely forgiven. This brings a lifetime of bondage through condemnation. Are you constantly thinking about your failures? Are you constantly trying to find every sin? Satan doesn't need to spend time on you because you're doing an excellent job for him. It's time to believe God's love. Come out of Babylon. Babylon, The word Babylon means confusion by mixing. God's saying in these last days, come out of her, my people. Be not a partaker of her evil deeds. You can't have it both ways. Either it's all of grace by faith or it's by works. I mean, Paul said works is works. If it's not works, it's no more works. And grace is grace. If it's not grace, it ain't grace. So you can't be works and grace. We keep bouncing around back and forth. You know, how many times, uh, you know, you feel somebody will come in the church, uh, an old whatever, drug addict or whatever, and God will go up and hug them and glorious, they'll get saved and everything will be wonderful. But if they come back the next week again high, well, you low down sinner, you, God's going to get you. You know, we think something happened at the cross, we get saved, but then all of a sudden we got this new standard. That we're supposed to live up to. I'm telling you right now, it's impossible for you to do it. You can only do it through the Holy Ghost. You can't do it in yourself. You couldn't do it before the cross. And you can't do it after the cross. <sighs> well, let's see. I got one amen. I think a little, little one on that one. <laughs> the rules haven't changed. It's all of him. Thank you, Jesus. So coming out of Babylon is coming out of confusion. Are you confused right now? Are you perplexed? Well, don't be in despair. There's hope. He is the God of all hope, and he fills us with joy and peace and believing that we, through the power of the Holy Ghost, might overflow with hope. But I want to I do right. Of course you do. The Bible said, he who hath this hope purifies himself even as he is pure. The Spirit of God in you wants that purity. Do you know your spirit is pure right now, the real you? You're looking at my house right now. This isn't me. Inside of me is an eternal spirit that's going to live forever with Jesus. I am eternally saved. Hallelujah. And the real me inside of me is perfect. I just read it to you in the scriptures. And we're going to read another 20 scriptures says the same thing. So if one scripture don't do it, they actually gave me 80. I don't think we have time to go through that today, though. It's all about him. And Jesus was trying to get people to put their attention upon him. Well, what can we do to do the works of God? Jesus said, believe on me. Whoa. That is the work of God. To believe on Jesus Christ. Luke 24, 27, beginning at Moses and all the prophets... He is talking about Jesus. This was on the road to Emmaus. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So the first Bible study after the resurrection was by Jesus Christ himself. And what did he do? Well, let's talk about the tabernacle. And let me talk about the, the gold that surrounded it on the, you know, no, no, no. He took those scriptures 
And he taught them about himself. Because all the scriptures were God's story about he who's coming. The prophets prophesied about him. Moses himself said, he's coming. The word of God all came to point about Jesus. You can take your whole life and study the word of God about Jesus, and you'll never run out. We are complete in him. Hallelujah. All the treasures of God are hidden in Christ. Every one of them. It's all about Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, what a life. It's glorious, man. This is the way to go. John 19.30, on the cross, Jesus cried out, it is finished. So I looked up that word finished in the, the Greek, and it means to discharge a debt. I don't know if any of you have ever paid off your mortgage yet. I've got a couple of years yet, but it's nice to make that last payment. And then you get back this statement from the bank, paid in full. Most people like to have a fire. Jesus paid your debt in full. You know, that is being a humble person. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. So how do you be humble? The real, true meaning of humbleness. The real, true meaning is, Jesus, you've done it all. There's nothing I can do to add to what you did for me. My salvation, my healing, my deliverance is all because of you. That's being humble. Being proudful, saying, I'll take care of this, Lord. I got it. I know I can do it. I just got to think right all the time. I can do it. It's all right, Jesus. I, I, it's all right. I'll, I'm, I'll take care of this. That's being proud. And you don't want to be proud. You don't want God to resist. God gives grace to the humble. Just like when you pray. pray prayer is the... The essence of grace. Prayer is, God, I can't do it, but you can. I need help. I can't do it. I can't help myself. I need you. That's prayer. That's real communion with the Father. Hallelujah. He loves his children to be dependent on him. To be completely, fully dependent on him. It pleases the Father. Because that's faith. Hallelujah. Let's make another confession. This is one I confess every day, probably, I don't know, sometimes up to a dozen times a day. I'm going to read it first. I thank you, Jesus, that through your cross and your blood, all my sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. Thank you, Lord, that you declare me completely righteous, not because of what I've done, but because of what you have done. Thank you, Lord, that you remember all my works of iniquity no more. So neither will I. I am in you and you're in me. We are one. I'm highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved by you. Let's say that together. Thank you, Jesus, that through your cross and your blood, all my sins are forgiven. Past present, and future. Thank you, Lord, 
that you declare me completely righteous. Not because of what I've done, but because of what you have done. Thank you, Lord, that you remember all my works of iniquity no more. So neither will I. I am in you, and you are in me. We are one. I'm highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved by you. Amen. There's no cancer that can defeat the power of Jesus and his name. There's no sin that can overcome the power of the blood. I'm trying to exalt the power of the blood today over all your sins and iniquity. Over all my sins and iniquities. Nobody's any different than anybody else. We have no room to boast except in the cross of Calvary. There's no room for boasting. It's him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The power to be healed is here today. Are you a receiver? Are you an achiever? Are you spending all your lifetime trying to achieve what you already have? Are you trying to achieve forgiveness you've already got? Have you trying to achieve healing that's already yours? You realize that the cross 2,000 years ago, the power to forgive sin was released? God's not going to do it again. Jesus is not going back on the cross. The power to heal was released when he took a whipping for us. He's not taken back that power. Its power is released and it's in you right now. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in you right now. Don't put up with that cancer. It's not yours. It didn't come from God. God's not teaching you a lesson. It's Satan trying to kill you. Hallelujah. Well, I think God's just trying to teach me how to be humble. No, no, no. Sickness is not coming because of you. It's coming because of our enemy. He goes about seeking whom he can devour. He can't devour you. Because God is inside you. Be God-inside-minded. Jesus came to make his home in you. Because he loves you. He's living in you right now. Better be moving along here. Let's read a few scriptures about this eternal forgiveness we have, about what he's done. I'd like to read just two scriptures in the Old Testament, though there's many there. These two have touched my heart, and I hope it'll touch yours too. Daniel 9.24, the angel Gabriel came to talk to Daniel about Jesus. And he said that Jesus was going to finish transgression. He was going to make an end of sins. He was going to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. And that righteousness is not from your labors, but from him. It's a gift from God. Not because you deserve it, just because he loves you. He's going to heal you today just because he loves you. 
Zephaniah 317 and Amplified, it says, The Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a Savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction. And in his love, he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exalt over you with saying. Can you hear him? He's singing over you right now, just as you are. You have made him so happy when you receive Jesus. Man, there's been a party in heaven going on since the cross. Can you imagine being in heaven and all of a sudden, everybody be quiet. The Father's going to sing. Oh, wow. Can you hear it? He's singing about how much he loves us. How much joy we have brought him. Hallelujah. Listen. He's singing over you right now. You are his beloved. Hallelujah. He sees you in Jesus. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I I woke up. It was maybe, I don't know what it was, 5 in the morning when I usually get up, 5.30. All of a sudden, I heard a voice in my room boom out. Forgiveness. Forgiven. Forgive. And it just shook me to my, shook my bones. And I, I fell out of bed and started praying. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? He said, you have forgiveness from the cross on. And when you realize you've been forgiven, you can forgive. Some of you have had people done you wrong and you just can't get it out of your mind. You can't get it out of your thoughts. Maybe you've been raped when you were young. Maybe you've had somebody beat you up and call your name as evil or, or stole from you. Set your house off fire. I don't know what it is. Well, how do you forgive? The old covenant said, if you love, you'll be loved. If you forgive, you get forgiven. But a higher truth has come. Now we love because he loves us. Now we forgive because we're forgiven. Hallelujah. Think about that for a while. Write that down. So there are over 80 scriptures the Lord gave me as I've been praying and asking him over the last five years. So let's take a couple of scriptures here and and dwell upon it. What is God trying to tell us? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Where did it go? Where did he take it? He took it with him to the cross and the grave. Your sins have been buried forever. Acts twenty two sixteen, Calling upon his name, wash away your sins. Acts twenty six eighteen, To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. This is Jesus talking. And that they might receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Sanctified means made holy. Well, wait a minute, Brother Tom here now. Holiness there. You got to be holy. Got to have that dress down to the floor. Get that beard off. Get that mustache off. Got to be holy. That's what I got saved in one of them kind of places. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Well, how do you get holy? How do we think we can make ourselves holy? Where did that come from? 
I'll tell you where it came from. Satan himself. Trying to get people to try to be righteous in their own way. Trying to make themselves holy. You cannot make yourself holy. There's only one way to be holy. The Bible said you're sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Another place it said you're sanctified by the body of Jesus once and for all. So when the most holy God comes inside of you, you become holy. Be ye holy for he is holy. God coming in you makes you holy. God coming in you makes you righteous. He justified you and filled you with himself to make you holy. To make you righteous. Isn't that wonderful? He did it. Because he loves us. Wow. You got to pray about that one, huh? That's okay. Hope you pray about everything today. Let's keep reading. Romans 3.25 in the Amplified. Who God put forward as a mercy seat. Talking about Jesus. And propitiation or payment for sins by his blood. To declare his righteousness. For the remissions of sins that are past. Jesus is our mercy seat. Romans 5.18 Amplified. So one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal. What's acquittal mean? You go before the judge. And you're freed from your captivity. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus takes the old dead nature out of you and fills you with his nature. Wow. What a beautiful exchange what he did. You're already acquitted. You have right standing with God today. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.8. Who shall also confirm you to the end that you may be... Dare we say that word? Should we say it? Don't go by your feelings. Go by faith. What's it say? That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God we're in him. If you want to do a wonderful Bible study, look up every scripture in the New Testament. In him, with him, for him. Read all those scriptures. And it'll tell you how wonderful, how God has raised you up to be in his son Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6.11. But you are washed. You are sanctified. Just say you will be. Come on, let's get the tense right. You are sanctified. You are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You know, this, that's how you overcome sin. If you've got a bad habit in your life, I don't know if it's smoking. Every time you take a puff, start saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Every time. You get on that computer and you want to type in that porno site. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You ain't going to type very much. I don't care what that habit is. Bad thoughts come in your head. No, I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Start believing who you are and you'll become. Start seeing yourself in Christ. Identify with Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Oh, did you feel that? Condemnation came out of a few. No, awake to his righteousness and you won't sin. This is not about you. This is about him. Awake to his righteousness in your life and you'll stop sinning. Grace will be, is the enabler to keep you from sinning. 
Doesn't give, grace is not to give you the power to sin, but to keep you from sinning. Hallelujah. That's been the problem for the last couple thousand years. Everybody wants to do it in themselves. But grace is the enabler. The Spirit of God rises up in you. And if you'll yield to the Spirit and you'll walk in the Spirit, you will not do the works of the flesh. This is a Spirit thing. Hallelujah. Let's keep going here. It was God in Christ reconciled, restoring the world to favor with himself. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses but canceling them. I know we're all in the computer, so it, he listed all our sins on the computer screen and hit delete. Then he went to the hard drive and he totally erased it. Yeah, but I, when I get to heaven, he's going to take all my sins and show them to everybody. How can God do that? He's already erased them. He erased them, not us. He erased them. They're there no more. He's not going to show a movie of your life and every sin you've ever done. It's not going to happen. Look in Hebrews in the chapter of faith. He didn't me- mention the sins of Abraham. And all, the, the, all he did was talk about the faith that they demonstrated. He's already forgotten all about it. It's this side of the cross. Hallelujah. God doesn't know what you talk about sometimes. You go to him, Lord, would you please forgive me this? What? I don't know anything about that. I said something the other day, and I, I went to confess it to the Lord. I said, Lord, oh. He said, what? He said, we're not talking about this. What are you saying? I, I caught myself real quick. I, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. He said, that's right. You're my son, and I declare you righteous. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading here. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There was a purpose behind the cross. There was a purpose for what Jesus did. He wanted to show you how much God loves you. So he enabled himself to become sin. Can you imagine that? Every sin that mankind had ever done was put in Jesus. And then God... The Bible said, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he became sin. Jesus died a sinner. He took your place. He went to hell so you don't have to go. He left those sins in the pit. Came out victorious over death and hell for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know it's hard to comprehend that, but the truth is the truth if you'll receive it. Are you a receiver? Let's keep reading. Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present world. He's talking about now. Don't put this in the future. Take it today. Ephesians 1.7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Colossians 1.22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you, us, to present us holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Wow. Let the devil put that in his pipe and smoke it. (laughs) 
Colossians 2.13. And you being dead in your sins. Now he's talking about before you were saved. And the uncircumcision of your flesh. Has he made alive together with him. Having forgiven you of a few trespasses. What? Wait a minute. Let me get these on. Make sure I'm reading this right. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he made alive together with him, have him forget Ooh. all. No, you can't erase it out. It's in the Bible. If you tear that page out, it's still there. Does all still mean all today? I, I looked it up in the Greek and it meant all. I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. They asked him, Smith, and he's a, a great, they called him the uh, Great Heart was his nickname. He ministered many miracles, many dead raising. And they, they said to him, well, how do you read your Bible? Do you, do you read it in the Greek or the Hebrew or what? He said, I read it in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Are changed into the same image. Whose image? Jesus. From glory to glory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And I've got to get going here. Maybe we could stay a five minutes or later here. I'll read quick. For Christ died for our sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us unto God. 1 Peter 2.24. His own self, he did it, bear our sins in his body on a tree, that we being dead to sins. Say it out loud. I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sickness. I'm dead to disease. Amen. That sounds good. Should live under righteousness by whose stripes we're healed. 1 John 3, 5. And you know that he was manifested or revealed to take away our sins. Jude 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Woo! What a word. Before the presence of his glory. And you're in his presence right now. With exceeding joy. Romans 6.14, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. Yeah, but I got to sin every day. Well, get under grace. Where sin abounded, grace did that much more abound. Then here's my, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Hebrews 10, 14 through 20. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now, how are we sanctified? By the Holy Ghost. Wow. Do we say that? You mean we are already perfect in our spirit, man? Are you already perfect? Whereof the Holy Spirit also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, say the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these are, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brothers, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way. God's saying, you can't do it, but I will. He says, I will, I will, I will. Not you must, you must, you must. No, he says, I will. Well, what do we do with the Ten Commandments? Read what it said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That's the ministry of death. Whoa. No, I didn't blaspheme. 
Every time you read that, the veil comes over your face again, like it did over Moses. That glory was to be done away with. But when you read about Jesus and see him, you see him with an open face. That the glory of Christ may dwell upon you. That his glory may be seen in your face. Oh, you're so loved. If you just knew how much God loves you. He is madly in love with you. He wants to be everything. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your savior, your healer, your deliverer. All he's asking, well, what do I got to do then? All he's asking us to do is to believe and to be thankful. That's all the Lord. Well, I got to do my part. Oh, be thankful all the day long. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing his praises. Glorify him every chance you get. Thank you, Jesus. I'm getting there. Last page. All these scriptures and more confirm the almost too good to be true gospel. It's hard to believe sometimes that God is that good. That he's this wonderful. He's just so amazing. You know, Moses said, Father, show me your glory. And the Bible says God passed before him and, and showed him all of his goodness. And Jesus said, the glory that the Father's given me, the Father's goodness dwelt in Jesus. All he did was good, healing all oppressed of the devil. He said, give them the glory that you've given me. When you receive the Spirit of God in your life, all the goodness of God is in you. All you've got to do is reach out into your spirit and have it manifested in your life. God is good. Hallelujah. As we love him, we keep his commandments. You know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, if you're living under the old way of thinking, the old law, you get condemned. But that's not what it is. If you love him, you'll automatically keep the commandments. Lord, help me. By loving Jesus, putting your attentions and affections on him, you don't have to worry about keeping it. It just happens. That's your new nature. You can't help but be good. You can't help but tell the truth, to do the things of God, to do the works of God. It just automatically is part of you. So by loving Jesus, you love people. By loving Jesus, there's no sickness or disease that can stand before you or try to come upon you. By you just loving him with worship and praise, you don't even think about keeping commandments. It just does. It happens. It's who you are today. You are the body of Christ. So we enter his rest by ceasing from our own labors to become what we already are. The righteousness of God in Christ. The Holy Spirit in us is not to condemn us, but to reveal what Jesus has done for us. So I just want to read this one scripture, and then we're going to close. John 16, 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus is about to go to the cross. He said, it's expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will. There's that I will again. I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. 
of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now let's go back to that. When he has come, he will reprove who? Then say us, the world of sin. What is the sin? What is the sin that he'll... He didn't say sins. He said sin. There's only one sin that'll send you to hell, and that's not believing in Jesus as your Savior. See, we want to put different measures on sin. Killing somebody's up here, telling a, a, a lie is down here. No, sin is sin in the Father's eyes. It's not big sins, little sins. Sin is sin. The only way that you can go to hell today is not believing in Jesus. So what does the Spirit of God do? Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. So the Holy Spirit has come to convict you of your righteousness. God doesn't leave you when you sin. You don't get born again again. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So in the midst of you failing, if you'll listen to the Spirit of God, he's saying, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Right in the middle of whatever sin it is, the Spirit of God will bring conviction to your heart that you are righteous in God's sight. There is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Of judgment because the prince, the devil, he has been judged. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. That means the devil ain't got no power. Jesus has it all. Glory to God. It's man's pride that brings condemnation. To be spiritually minded is allow the Holy Spirit to continuously convict us of our righteousness from the Lord. Even when we do sin, grace enables us not to sin. To keep from sinning. Stick with his love and grace. Grace is the high ground. So encourage your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Don't go around looking for their sin. Don't go try to take the mote out of somebody else's eye or little stick, I mean. You got a big one in yours when you do that. But if you'll turn your eyes to Jesus, you won't have anything in your eyes and you can clearly see Christ in others. God's called us to come to church to do what? To love one another. To encourage one another. To stir people up. By way of remembrance of what Jesus did. So we're going to be taking communion a little bit. And he wants it. Why do we take communion? So we remember what the blood has done for us. So we remember what his body has done for us. So we won't forget. I find myself taking communion five or six times a week lately. Because I don't want to forget what he's done for me. I want it in my mind. I want it before my eyes. I want it in my heart. I want to keep remembering. So what does it mean if you eat this unworthily? He said, many sick and die among you early because they don't discern the body of Christ. You need to discern what the body did for you. And you'll be healthy. Be a receiver today. Take the blood. It represents the life of Christ. Take it. Drink it. Realize that you're taking a part of him. Eat his flesh. Drink his blood. You have life in you. Hallelujah. So always remember, you are God's beloved. He has made his home in you. 
He will never leave you, so be God-inside-minded. God will never be angry with you. Come to Jesus like you are. You are accepted in him. God is always willing. He's not holding anything back from you. Oh, so many times we think, oh, I know God can heal. He'll heal that sister over there. She's good. Me, I'm just an old sinner. No, that's not the way. That's come thoughts from the devil. God doesn't heal you or somebody else because how good they are. Jesus healed them all. Wow. I bet you there were a few sinners among them. I bet you there were a few people that weren't so perfect, kind of like us. God said, he'd, right? He wants to be your God. He said, from the least of you, that's me, to the greatest, and that's you. You are the apple of his eye. He is com- compassion is great for you today. But God don't understand what I'm Oh, yes, he understands everything that you're going through. Let him be a savior. Let him be your best friend. Let him be your everything. It'll change your life. So personalize Jesus. Personalize him to yourself every day. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are forgiven, Lord. You know, I see in the spirit there's several people here with a nervous condition. And several others, you've got some kind of, uh, what do they call that? Where your body's fighting itself. If that's you, stand on your feet right now. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody, agree with me. Right now, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whose I am and whom I serve, I speak Victory. You immune disease, depart right now in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold. You have no right to these people, these children of God, this nervous problem. Get out in Jesus' name. Leave these bodies. Hallelujah. I command you to be made whole in his name. Thank you, Jesus. Give him praise now. Receive it. There's some people here that you're having a tough time hearing. Hallelujah. If, if that's you, go ahead. If you, stand on your feet right now. If your hearing is not as good as it used to be, or you got a tingling or a, a hissing in your ear. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, right now, according to your word, I speak to these ears to hear clearly. Ears be opened in Jesus' name. Be made whole in Jesus' name right now. That ringing in that ears, I command you to stop. Those nerves to be made whole in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Receive it right now. It's all Jesus right now. He's right here. Stretching his hand out, laying his hands on you right where you are right now. Perfect hearing, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I'll give you a key about healing right now. Listen to me for a second. The first time anybody was healed in the Bible was in Genesis 20. 
Abraham and his wife Sarah had gone and Abraham had lied and God shut up uh, all the women's wombs. And when it all came out, God told Abraham to pray for them. Now here's Abraham. Sarah has the same problem. She's also, her womb is shut up for a long time. And when Moses, uh, I mean, when Abraham prayed for them, they were all healed. First healing in the Bible. So when you're not well, what does God want you to do? Pray for people. Lay hands on everything that's sick and suffering. You'll find your healing as you pray for others. It was a year later. Isaac was born. As soon as Abraham prayed for somebody with the same condition, his wife received her healing. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you, Jesus. God is willing right now. Jesus. Oh, Lord. There there are several people here. You're tormented by something you've done in the past. Satan keeps bringing it up to you over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. It's, It's taking away some of your happiness right now. Some of the joy you should be living as a Christian. You've hurt some other people. Paul said the same thing. He said, I got a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. What was it? Satan kept telling him, you killed the people. You killed Christians. Who do you think you are preaching this gospel? That's what's happening to some of you right now. You're tormented. I want to pray for you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring deliverance to you right now. Father, oh, These precious children of God. Lord, the devil is tormenting them and he is a loser. Right now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask your manifest love to fill their hearts. That they might know that their sin is totally erased. It's gone forever, Lord. Lord, I ask you to give them the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. That they might know the love of God. That they would be rooted and grounded in love. Torment, leave. Right now, I break this yoke in Jesus' name. I destroy it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He has not given us a spirit of bondage again to fear. But he has given us a spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. You're in God's family now and forever. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Spirit, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody's saying right now, Lord, I need strength. This battle's hard. Oh, hallelujah. I'm asking you to come to Jesus. He said, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Take that battle. It's the Lord's battle. You don't need to fight in it. Hallelujah. Be strong in Jesus. Be strong in the Lord. You're powerful. He is with you, strong and mighty. Wisdom and utterance is given. I relieve this pressure in Jesus' name.
I command it to lift off. Free. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Stop trying to be perfect. You already are. Stop trying to be forgiven. You already are. Stop trying to be holy. You already are. Stop trying to be righteous. You already are. Stop trying to get healed because he has healed you. Be receivers. Oh, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Would it be okay if we just played? uh, I had a, a DVD. I just wanted to get one song played. And then I think we have the wonderful communion coming. Isn't that great? I can't wait to the first Sunday every month. Man, I love taking communion. Glory to God. Today when you eat the bread and drink the blood, take it personal. Man, it's for you. Remember what he's done. Could we play that DVD? Is it, is it set up? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that's the kind of music you can listen to and just let yourself go. Hallelujah. God inhabits the praises of his people. I would like to... We're going to receive communion in just a moment. But the Lord has said, don't ever preach again without leaving my blessing upon the people. That's just me. So in the name of Jesus, I bless you. I bless your going out and your coming in. I bless the fruit of your womb, your children, wherever they are. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless your children's children's children. Your teenagers right here, right now, I bless you in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That you will live a full life, full of him. I bless you right now, the power of the Holy Ghost, to fill you with his presence Always remember at the presence of the Lord, every hill melts. Every problem melts at his presence. I bless you with his presence in your car, at the grocery store, on your job, whatever you do. Be blessed. I bless your words of your mouth that speak his words. I bless you right now with health. And prosperity in the name of Jesus. You that were healed in this service. Do not give in. To the enemy. Hold on now. To that healing. Don't believe your feelings. Believe the word. I bless you right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh glory to God. To see him in a new light. To know that he is your all in all. That you are complete in him. I bless you with that knowledge right now. Hallelujah. And Father, I bless this church. Wherever Pastor John is right now, Lord, I bless him. Let your presence come upon him, Lord. Let him know he is missed, Lord. Lord, I bless Deborah and his children right now in the name of Jesus all the days of their life. Right now they don't always understand, but they will, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. 
And as Jesus blessed us, Lord, I speak his words. I ask you to bless these people with the glory that you were blessed with, Lord. That these people would know the honor that you have. That they would know that, Father, as you love Jesus, you love them. And I pray that, Lord, that they will go out and surely be the light of the world that they are. Father, I bless them with signs and wonders and miracles. Lord, out on the street corner, I bless their hands, Lord. Hold your hands up right now. Father, I bless these hands with the anointing of Jesus of Nazareth. That they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In Jesus' name. Now all I ask you to do is by saying amen, you say I receive it. God bless you all.